This is the C&D NBA show. I am not Chalenga. I'm Dylan. I'm introducing the show because Chalenga didn't want to record tonight. I'm so sorry, but we're coming at you with some bonus episode content. Thank you so much for coming to us despite that atrocious loss. Chalanga and I decided that we did not want to podcast about that loss. We're so sorry for all of the hours that you wasted on the Timberwolves over the last 17 plus years, however long you've been struggling. Anyway, Chalanga and I start off by talking about the Clippers here. Then we move on throughout the league and eventually end up obviously on some Timberwolves things because naturally. Thank you so much for listening and enjoy. Yeah. Oh, and someone who has like the emotional ability to like hold them together. Yeah. Um, and Ty Lue is that. I mean, he managed those LeBron teams, which were a fucking mess. And supposedly he's really good at running plays out of timeouts, but I still think that Steve Kerr would be small skill, (laughs) but it's so important in the playoffs. And I just think that Steve Kerr would be so good as their coach because they have tons of players who aren't point guards who have to run the point on their team. And I think that that like kind of five guys who just share the ball evenly in that lineup that you were discussing earlier of like, Kawhi, PG, Marcus Morris, Ibaka, and Nick Batum, where like maybe Nick Batum's the best passer on that team. Is that fair to say? Yeah, I mean, I think that he definitely has the most like passing acumen when you look at his like international career and like the role that he played in Charlotte when he was trying. But I think that's just so tough to actually get to work. You need a mm-hmm. coach that really knows that five players handle the ball system. Five players are passing the ball to each other system is a constant movement. And that's what it requires. You know, I think if one of those players, if you replace Marcus Morris with like uh Draymond green, then we're talking, you know? Oh yeah. But it's just so rare to have uh, someone as cerebral and like as skilled as a passer as Draymond green at that size like that's just like he is once in a lifetime I, I don't think we'll ever see another draymond green as much as everyone wants to like try to make another draymond green you know i mean draymond green is charles barkley i mean he's a lot smarter than charles barkley but he's gonna be the guy who <laughs> what <laughs> it's funny <laughs> but he is he's gonna be so good on on nba on inside the nba someday he's gonna be yeah, so I, fun He's the, he's the defensive version of Charles Barkley, which requires yeah. you to be, like, very intelligent. But locker room presence always knows what to say and is a glue guy. And, it, yeah, just imagine him running point with that Clippers lineup mm-hmm. with no smalls. Mm-hmm. That would be so yeah. fun. You know, I used to hate on Draymond Green because it's easy to hate on Draymond Green. But that dude, like, mad huge, respect huge for being cock. 6'4", you know, and, like... <laughs> Just being, loaded I mean, in the pants. And and just working so hard to get to where he has gotten. And yeah. he's he's so I mean, he is so intelligent. His yeah. comments on, on the Andre Drummond James Harden situation were I mean, those are like they were brilliant. Wait, what was that? I didn't hear that. When he was like, Look, James Harden demanded a trade and everyone killed him. And then the Cleveland Cavaliers 
come and say, Andre Drummond, you're not playing because we're going to trade you and no one bats an eye, you know, like that's like yeah. that double standard is is insane for players versus organizations. It's true. And like I, I was thinking about that for a second. I don't remember what my take was. I didn't think it was an exact analogy. It wasn't completely analogous, but it was like a good thing to know. I, I there, yeah. there was something that I had a problem with with that analogy, though, and I forget what it was. Is it because he kept saying castrated? <laughs> no that was my that was my issue it, it was funny because i watched it today and he said like we get castrated by the fans and then it cut back to tnt and Dwayne wade was commenting on it and he also said that fans castrate nba players and i was like y'all should look up that word because i think there's a better word that you could use <laughs> in this situation I, th- I think part of it is that drummond's <laughs> never been expected to be that leader in in the locker mm-hmm. room i mean even when they i mean he's just never been actually the best player on a team let's right. be honest and, right. and so like but james harden is and there are certain responsibilities beyond the basketball court that are essential to your team's success and so i do think that james harden let his team down and i think that that's sad for like the players even more than the organization i don't care about the organization you know i care more about yeah. like the five guys who are out on the court and so I feel like not playing Andre Drummond actually doesn't hurt the Cavs that much. It might actually help them because Jared Allen's really good. <laughs> Jared and Allen's so, very good. Although they've been they've been losing a lot since not playing Andre Drummond, <laughs> unfortunately. But, but we all know that that's a Larry Nance issue. Yes, it's a Larry Nance issue. For, I mean, like truly, truly, yeah. it is. Larry Nance has been awesome. So honestly, because like because Matthew Delavadova is hurt, they don't have any backup point guard play. And Larry Nance, like, really, like, when he was playing with the second unit, he really held that second unit together. I want to also, talk about a smart basketball player, Larry Nance, man. And you and you want to talk about, like, oh, and they're starting Garland again? Like, they made the move to start Garland after the injury, and now they're losing two. I think having Garland off the bench might actually help them just because Colin Sexton can kind of run things for them. And Isaac Okoro also, as we've already discussed like in all of your articles where he's really good in the pick and roll when he's passing mm-hmm. so like, yo, i'm saying sexton and, and more ball time for isaac coro get osman in the starting lineup at the three jared allen at the five and then once nance is back he'll be the four but until then you know you've got options with dean wade and uh dylan windler oh yeah he just came on onto the scene this year huh yeah, and that's not a lot of defense, but at the end of like you, at least you have Jared Allen on the backside to like clean up those mistakes, you know. Yeah, I love that, and it's I a lot of offense, that. you know. And all you're asking from Jared Allen is like run the floor and block some shots, stay mm-hmm. stand your ground. That's it. Yep, and then Damian Dotson doesn't have to play point guard off the bench, and also you don't have to play sexton and garland you know 38 minutes a night to make sure that there's always a point guard on the floor they're gonna be so good when they get Kate cunningham well i i hope the wolves get Kate cunningham <laughs> i know <laughs> i think they're gonna be so good when they decide on sexton or garland i think that's kind of the you think that they already have the team ready for the playoffs um i mean no i mean they, they need some they need some additional talent, but I, I, the bones are there. 
And I, I think I think five years from now, Isaac Coro is going to be very good. I think but, he'll be like Jimmy Butler good. Like not the same type of player as Jimmy Butler, but like that level. So like can perform as the top five player in the league, but probably more like top 15, 20. I'm wondering who they should be looking forward to as a team right now. Um, I in mean, the draft? maybe Jonathan Kaminga. I think Kate Cunningham is probably number one right now, right? Consensus. Yeah, Kate Cunningham's one. I think, yeah, if if they can't get a Kaminga is looking good. No, they don't need another guard. That's the last thing they need. <laughs> they, I mean, but but I don't, I'm still not sold on Sexton as the lead guard. And so I'm wondering if Jalen Suggs could be their lead guard. Yeah, but like, think about it, like realistically, like you can't, you you don't want to play Sexton or Garland with another like point guard and you don't like as an organization, you can't sell both of them because like when you, when you sell a player, you, you lose value. I mean, it's just, it's, you can't not unless you totally fleece a team. That's why I say you get rid of, well, and that's why Kate Cunningham fits really well because you can have Mm -hmm. Sexton and a Coro and then Kate Cunningham can be your small forward, at least matching up. Mm-hmm. and can also possibly be your lead guard. I know that he hasn't been getting a lot of, or at least on Friday or Saturday or Saturday, it was yesterday uh, that he had one assist in his 40 point game. But like, I don't know. I think he, he could had a 40 point game. Yeah. That's what happens <laughs> when you, when uh, you're making uh, the best decision on the court and you're, and you have 36 points in the game, you don't pass it. Yeah. And I, I haven't watched his team at all. You know, I've I've only watched some some brief highlights, but I've heard his team is not that good. So I'm actually I'm rooting for Cade Cunningham to to end up in OKC because I don't really I want I want Shea to get some talent with him ASAP. Yeah, Shea needs it. And that is like Shea is a is the piece. Mm-hmm. And they Shea's are good. <laughs> such an empty slate right now over there like oh, shea can God. play so many things that like and he's their only piece i think mm-hmm. ludort is like could play on a good playoff team but that's not like he's not a piece right now yeah if ludort can shoot like he did at the beginning of the season then he's the third best guy on a championship team because his defense is so good as a peak not he is <laughs> yes, 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 yes 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 well that's what i'm saying if he can shoot because he was shooting like 40% to start the year. So if he's a 40% three-point shooter who plays all defense, level defense, and can dribble, like, because he yeah, can he's, dribble. He's a better dribbler than Josh Kogi. Oh, yeah. I mean, but that's going to still have to improve for him to be the third banana. But, but yeah, I see what you're saying. He could be. Mm-hmm. That's his peak, is third banana. Yeah. You know, more likely, he's just a starter. <laughs> <laughs> on a on a championship level team but nah, even that yeah, is a very good player yeah I, I i see it with him i mean i i like i really do see it with him uh i guess last in the bubble he shot pretty pretty poorly from three huh yeah i hated him in the playoffs last year but i i haven't watched as much of okc regular season this year as i did in the playoffs and yeah. so maybe i'm still like remembering that but at the same time those are the most important minutes so and you know what honestly i think part of my part of 
my opinion about him is just seeing him play against the Wolves and comparing him to Josh Okogi and just like, yeah, being so hurt. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Yeah, he's way better than Josh Okogi. Josh Okogi has oh, no chance so of being a starter on a good team. No, no, he'd not. Oh, <laughs> he doesn't. He can barely start on the worst team in the NBA. No, he and he can't on <laughs> when it's fully healthy. Although I, I would like yesterday. This is why I said I'm, I'm happy that Finch is playing him as a guard because he was so good against Brad Beal. Like Brad Beal ended up with 34 points, but Brad Beal, I mean, is is being Brad Beal during the first half. He really made Brad Beal's life hard. It's true, and that's super useful in this mm-hmm. league, obviously, mm-hmm. especially in the East where you have Kyrie, Harden, Beal. There's a lot. Yeah. And like Josh Okogi just like could not, he's not big enough. He looked bad though. I think honestly, part of the reason why he started the season so poorly is because he was playing power forward. Oh my God. (laughs) He had never played power forward before. He's played every night. He's matched up against someone who is like five inches and 30 pounds heavier than him. (laughs) That was my best take of the preseason. (laughs) That he's not a power forward was that he was too skinny to be a power forward and he's not a power forward. And it doesn't matter how yeah. long his arms are, how he jumps, like you have to have the weight in order to be a power forward. It's not even about height or effective height, whatever you want to call it. It's yeah. It. I mean, weight. it's like, um, the, the, there are teams that you can play Josh Okoge at the four, like for, for minutes, like when we, against the Suns tonight, like Josh Okoge can guard Cam Johnson. That's no problem. <laughs> you know, like, Josh Okoge can guard. Uh, Jay Crowder's not going to be like pounding him in the paint. He's going to yeah. be shooting threes. Yeah, but uh, Josh Okoge can't guard Sabonis or Davis or uh, even Baisley is big for him. Like, uh, <laughs> I don't know. It's, yeah. I'm, I'm just happy that Finch seems like he's going to want to play him as guard, which is good because he is a guard. Yeah. I'm still worried about Finch, as you know, but I I I love Finch as as like a theoretical fit, but I'm worried that he yeah we're all worried that he d- doesn't like Jaden McDaniels and that <laughs> yeah although maybe he's trying to bring him on slow like you were saying and you were really excited that he was being brought on slow even though he's in our opinion better than Vando V8 who was it? I think it was was it Britt Robson no John uh, John Meyer had that article about Finch's uninstalling things that Ryan had installed before he installs things. You know, Finch talked about that. Finch said we need to uninstall. Yeah. But yeah, he had that article where it was like loading, blah, blah, blah. (laughs) Well, I, you know, and I think, I guess what I'm trying to say here is that clearly the one thing that Finch is trying to install right away, as you've noted, is getting ball handlers on the floor. I think that he is just like really heavily values that. Um, hence, so many Jalen Noel minutes, which I actually like. I have been really wanting more Jalen Noel minutes um, all season. So that's that is awesome for me. I'm neutral from where I was when we discussed this with Troy. So I feel like he hasn't shown more, but he hasn't shown too much to the point that I'm out on him either. Like he's. I'm still, I still think he could be a rotational player in a, on a good team. Who knows? Yeah. 
Yeah, I don't I don't necessarily see. I mean, starter would be he would have to be an incredible shooter just cuz he's a weird size and he doesn't play like great defense and he can't play point guard. So he fits really well next to Josh though. That would be awesome. Yeah. I mean I mean if yeah. you have uh, it's tough cuz Josh has then has to play small forward cuz you probably need a lead guard. But if you have like a guy like I don't know Garrett Temple or like if you have a Bembry, maybe you could get away with it. And all those guys yeah. can kind of handle the ball and pass. Yeah. Or, you know, a theory of Jarrett Culver, right? right. Like yeah. Jarrett Culver in theory can be a point forward for, for this team. Right. So God, that would be fun. Yeah. And, and you know, I'm, yeah, I'm trying to keep faith. I was happy to see him dunk last night, like right away. I that that made me really happy. Culver. Yeah. Yeah. I love um, him when he's aggressive because I actually I, I still believe that he's got more talent than almost everyone on the Wolves, other than like McDaniel's and Towns. I'd like to personally give a shout out to Jared Culver Goat and apologize for jinxing Jared Culver. There, he was not very aggressive tonight, but neither was anyone else on the Timberwolves roster. Don't forget to like and subscribe and review. Guess what? You've been listening to this message over and over again, and you still haven't reviewed our podcast. Give it five stars, please. We also recently updated our handles. Once again, CND NBA show on Twitter and Instagram. CND NBA at gmail.com is our new email. Uh, CND NBA on Clubhouse. Yeah, join us on Clubhouse. We won't be doing anything, but maybe we could chat with you or something that'd be fun yeah come chat with us on clubhouse we're always looking to have a good time tony b you know what you fucking did chris finch fix us please we've got a week let's just get headed into next season with a positive attitude that's all i need i just need some positive energy baby